Welcome to the CX Fanatics podcast, the show that helps DTC businesses increase revenue, referrals, and retention through exceptional customer experience. Tune in weekly for interviews, insights, and inspiration that will catapult not only your profits, but your growth. I'm your host, Elisa Connor. Let's get into the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I am so excited to have a guest with me today in studio. And her name is Tammy Alvarez. She is a career coach, Magnifique. Magnifique. I don't even know if that's the world. But anyway, she is going to talk us about how subscriptions have changed her business model and made it so much easier for her to keep customers in her pipeline and not have to constantly be chasing leads. So please help me welcome Tammy Alvarez. Thank you, Lisa. It's good to be here. So glad you're here. So excited that you're here. Um, and I know you're going to have so much to offer the audience and provide them. So before we jump in, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are at the moment. How we got here today, right? So yes. give me the Reader's Digest version because it's been a long, long story, right? Uh, so I spent most of my corporate career in in Wall Street. I was a C-level executive managing about 2,000 people, 36 countries, Loved what I did, loved the drama, loved the intrigue, loved all the transformation. And uh, for a long time, that served me until one day it didn't. And shortly after that, I decided that doing the same thing for another organization would just be the same crap new paycheck and decided to cash out, move to a tropical island in Central America off the coast of Belize and started this coaching business about six years ago. Um, my entrepreneurial journey has been much like my corporate journey, trial and error and lots of mistakes along the way. Um, but today we have seven coaches that are on our team. We serve as uh, companies and uh, clients worldwide. And we really focus in three primary areas. We focus on helping mid to senior level leaders pivot um, out of the soul crushing grind and into careers that serve them uh, without having to sell everything and live in a yurt. Um, we help leaders level up and really become that leader that people choose to follow. And we also serve small businesses and helping them scale and grow. So as we brought on new coaches and built new capabilities, and as I've grown, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, we've expanded our service offerings as well. So that is how we got here today. Awesome. And you have some other exciting things that we'll talk about in just a minute. Always something up my sleeve, right? Right. So one of the things that we try to focus on on the podcast is not only around customer experience and providing an excellent customer experience so that people stay in your funnel, but also subscriptions and how every business model needs a subscription model. And some people might look at coaching and they're like, how could I possibly do a subscription model for my coaching business? So you have that going on. Do you want to dive into a little bit about how you came up with a strategy for subscriptions and then how that's rolled out and how that's serving your business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause it has been a game changer, right? We've gone from eat what you kill, finding new clients and just this constant act client acquisition, you know, lead acquisition mode to having a sustainable, predictable, and scalable business model. And in the services industry in particular, I think all businesses struggle with this, um, but this has been a game changer. It was, it's really interesting because I was looking at our numbers, we're sitting here at the end of 2023, and the number of new clients we've acquired in the first half of this year, which is before we started the subscription model, and the number of new clients we've acquired in the second half were exactly the same. Wow. Yet 
our second half revenue has doubled. We didn't increase our prices. We haven't done anything new and special other than move to a subscription model. Now, of course, how did we get here? I worked with you. <laughs> so shameless plug, if you want to do this right, call Alisa, she'll get you straightened out. Um, but, you know, as we were thinking about how do we go away from, you know, trying to resell customers who already love us. And I think that was the thing that I found most frustrating uh, was that you're making progress with your clients, especially in coaching. And most of the good work happens not during the time they spend in coaching sessions, but it's in between those coaching sessions. That's when action is taken, you know, battles are won and lost, all of these things. And you've got these clients that are so happy and they're making such great progress. And then the end of their contract comes and they have to make another buying decision. Right. And no matter how happy they are, no matter how much progress they made, it was very difficult to get them to sign up to another big number because we're not inexpensive. Yeah. And so by moving to that subscription model, we've accomplished three main things. One, we are able to serve our clients in a more consistent and holistic fashion than we've ever been able to serve our clients before. And so every time they achieve something, it provides new obstacles and opportunities, which gives us more opportunities to help coach and continue to be their wingman. You know, so the, the client experience has been through the roof in terms of the positive impact. You know, the second thing that has happened is we've gotten out of the sales grind, right? We continue to pipeline build, we continue to work, but we don't have the churn that we've used to have, you know, so that changes how we show up for our customers, being able to serve them better because you don't have one eye, you know, or, or one part of your brain in a coaching session and another part of your brain on, oh, I got to respond to that proposal on LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. So we're all in on that. And then I think the third thing is, has, has had a significant impact in the value of the business in terms of LTV increase, in terms of the fact that subscription-based models are the holy grail for business value, um, you know, and our revenue and profit margins have increased significantly without any more work. So who doesn't want that? Exactly. <laughs> well, and the other key point um, that I always bring up is that, and you mentioned it several times, is that your, your clients are happy. Well, happy clients go and talk about their happiness. They also talk about being unhappy, but if they're happy, they're going to go share with someone else who's struggling with the same problem they are. And so how have you seen referrals been impacted by your subscription model and your current clients sending those your way? Um, I think the number of referrals that we, we have a heavy referral based business anyway, that's, you know, we've been very fortunate in that we've got very loyal clients, you know, who want to pass on the love uh, to both directions, right, to their colleagues, their friends, and to, and to us. Um, and so but what I have found is that the referral numbers are about the same, um, but our conversion rates are significantly higher. And again, I think that's because when you offer a subscription service, they're getting this premium offer at a price point that they can afford. Exactly. And so it's not like this giant, you know, <laughs> I got to come up with, you know, 12, 15, $20,000. It's, you know, bite-sized chunks that they can do this in now. And, and so the, the referral rates have been pretty consistent, but when you think about it, because our conversion rates are higher, then there's more clients that are referring us. And so those numbers, you know, on a percentage of total clients basis is the same, but on a numbers basis is more because we've just got more people referring um, you know, their friends and colleagues into the business. Exactly. So I'm curious because one of the things that people struggle with, or they are a little bit afraid of 
with a subscription model is retention and managing. So those are two different conversations, but I'm curious how that has worked out in your business as far as, you know, how are you keeping people engaged and retaining them long-term so that they stay in the subscription model? We'll start with that. Okay, so in terms of retention, when we moved to the subscription model, we also upgraded our tech. And so we have a coaching portal that's provided through a third party. Um, and what this does is this is a truly immersive experience for our clients. They get in there and there's a dashboard and they can set metrics and they can assign action items. All their homework assignments are in there, all their prompts in terms of pre-coaching, what do you want to get out of it? Post-coaching, what did you get out of it? And so all of these things are there and it's mobile um, enabled as well. And so it's at their fingertips. And so we find that our clients are much more engaged with their coaches in between sessions. And it's just like, a, it's like a three minute touch point, right? They do a, a new worksheet or they do something different and the coach sees it immediately, posts a two second thing saying, excellent job, or did you think about this? And so that whole experience is significantly better for them versus you know, getting some things to think about, some homework assignments, waiting another two weeks until their next coaching session. So it's much more interactive. The value is significantly higher. And what we've seen is that our average um, contract length, because what we do is we have a three-month minimum, you know, requirement with a 30-day notification to, to terminate. Um, but what we have found is even though they can get out at three months, whenever, you know, after that, anytime they want, um, we're at least twice, if not you know, three quarters more in terms of the length of time that they stay with us. And again, it's not because they're not getting what they need because they'd bail if they didn't. It's I'm getting so much more value out of it that as I achieve these things, I'm putting myself out there, I'm in over my skis and I want even more backup and I need even more support. So there's a couple things that kind of caught my ear as you were talking about that. And one is, is that you are easily um, providing exceptional customer experience to your clients through yeah. this online portal. And I think that's really important. And I, I'm touching on that for a minute because some people, um, when they start their subscription model, they have this fallacy of, hey, we're just gonna throw people in a subscription. We're just gonna keep charging their card, but we never offer them additional value. We don't keep them in the loop. We don't talk to them until they're ready to cancel. And <clears throat> I wanna stop for a minute and commend you on the way that you guys are processing um, customer experience throughout your organization because I think that's a crucial point to get any of the benefits that we're talking about and it is you know staying front and center in front of those clients making sure that you're meeting them in a, in a timely manner that people are responding to their needs and desires that you're constantly putting things into the portal that are going to be relevant to them um, but I also really liked that you said it only takes a couple minutes because you can set up a lot of those resources especially if you have a model that is going to serve the same type of people, they're going to need the same types of resources. So it's a basically a set it and done kind of situation or they're constant, they're all in the system and then you can plug them out as they need them. But it's really, I think, a value add to people in an organization and in a, in, in a program when they are getting resources they didn't even know they needed, that they're like, oh, well, isn't that nice? Because that's exactly what I needed right now. Mm -hmm. And then the other piece is, is that you continue to keep the touch points going. You're not just letting them drift off between coaching sessions or until, you know, they're ready to cancel to be in communication with them. Yeah. So 
um, I'm really glad you pointed those couple of things out. And then the other, um, I had another point and it just flew out of my brain. Oh, well, you're thinking about that. There are two things I want to just kind of share with, with your audience as well. Um, that were fundamental differences for me. Um, cause as you were talking, you were also, you know, it was mind meld, right? So, um, this is my third attempt at a subscription. And the first two were absolute just dead end failures because I treated them as a afterthought to the business. It was a low ticket offer, which was basically all the stuff I had created and expecting, you know, busy people to self-serve their way through the quagmire of all the things. And I did all the things wrong. Um, and so when I changed my mindset and my business model from this isn't just an ad hoc thing, but this is fundamentally how we serve our clients from now on, um, that's when it finally worked. Because trying to serve clients in a set it and forget it, you know, worry about them when they, you know, through, you know, obviously we all know the power of email. And email is very important, but in a service business, it's about service. It's not about reading. And so from that perspective, I think moving it into how we serve, not just a different way that we serve, um, has done, you know, world of difference in terms of our business. Um, the other thing that we do, especially now that I'm getting, you know, I'm not coaching all the clients anymore, right? We've got seven coaches, they're all serving clients, is um, we are very proactive in getting net promoter scores. So we can see, you know, is there a trash can on fire before it turns into a dumpster fire? And so, you know, three basic questions, you know, would you refer us to a friend? Are you getting what you think you're getting, you know, what you get out of it? How can we do more? Um, we do that after a month. We do that quarterly. Um, and then once they've been with us for about six months, I'll do a private coaching session with them just to get our know our clients better. Um, but we've got that high touch. But the reason it's easy is because it's how we do business. Right. It's not just an extra thing based, you know, on top of what we're already doing. And that's really where I think the fundamental difference and the fundamental shift and the successful outcome finally came from. Well, and a couple of things with that is that one, you are meeting the market where they are now because world, the world is very, very different post COVID. And I think we could get away with the set it and forget it mentality when it came to subscription models and online courses and things like that a little bit more so before COVID before everyone jumped on the internet and was in, in, you know, instantly an expert. Um, but two, people are demanding more connection. And so having that connective model like you do, I think that's a reason for your success is that people not only are demanding that, but you're doing it exceptionally well and you're keeping it um, manageable as far as time for you and your coaches. But then the other piece of it that I remember what I was going to say earlier. I figured it would come back. <laughs> is that um, the nice thing about that portal is that as you're getting feedback from your clients as they go along, it makes it so easy for you to go and grab those exact words and use them as a testimonial or use them as a um, reference point or use it on your website or use it as a social media post. And I'm sure that you put into practice with your clients um, some sort of uh agreement that you know if they use certain phrases or you ask permission is what i'm trying to say for you to utilize that in your marketing oh absolutely but it's yeah. so much easier than trying to go later and go oh yeah remember that project that we did seven months you're ago you're kind of happy then can you remember? tell me about it now? you're happy 
<laughs> Can I get a test? And that's usually what happens, especially if you have a smaller business because you have so many irons in the fire. That's one of the things that gets dropped, but you have that all built into your system. And so um, I just want to throw that out for anybody else that's thinking about a subscription model for their service businesses. Having the technology behind you and having the ability to have those interface conversations back and forth, especially in writing, is so powerful because it saves you so much time in the long run when your web designer comes to you and says, hey, we need testimonials for this specific service. You have it already because it's in yeah. your coaching portal. Well, and I think, you know, you hear tech, you think big dollars, especially for smaller companies, right? It's like, I don't have the money to invest, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I get it. But I think with software as a service, you know, being the primary way entrepreneurs do business, uh, you know, I think the, the level of service we're able to provide, the the impact that this one piece of tech has been able to really have on our business. And I think we pay $20 a person a month. And we're a high ticket firm. Yeah. And so don't shut the technology options out um, because of cost or because of, I didn't know how to make it work, right? And so there are service providers that, that can connect all the dots for us. And that's like, oh, this is perfect, right? This, you know, integrates with HubSpot, integrates with our email active campaign, and it does this and it does that. I don't know how any of it gets done, but we, you know, you find people, find resources to be able to do that because a little bit of an investment makes a massive return for your customers. And that allows them to really feel happy about the subscription service instead of looking at their credit card statement every month and saying, why am I paying for this? Right. Um, because we've integrated it into our business and not an afterthought, we don't have anyone who doesn't use it. Right. Like people are pre-booked into their sessions. They know they've got this going. Um, and so when they're seeing the value and having the impact, of course, they're not going to cancel. Exactly. Well, and you brought up a really good point is that there's two things that are really fearful regardless of, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, solopreneur, or if you are a small, smaller business who doesn't have a tech team behind you, mm -hmm. is that, you know, the tech can be scary. And I, I talked to a general manager of a winery recently, and they have had the software set up for them to do integrated marketing and integrated everything for their wine club membership. And he's like, yeah, we've been waiting nine months for the company to come and set this up. And I was like, why in the heck are you paying for something or did you buy something that you can't even utilize yeah and i think that you know getting that right team behind you is really important and knowing um exactly which software is going to work the best for your business because i know personally that you went through a couple you know iterations of software that were not the right fit and sometimes the big names out there the kajabis and the um, Thinkific and Teachables and all those are not necessarily the right fit for your business. They're not going to do what you want it to do, but that doesn't mean that there isn't a technology that will work for you. Yeah. And I think as an entrepreneur, like those solutions worked for me when I needed them. Um, and then, but then you outgrow them. And I think it's important to realize you've got an opportunity here to scale and to increase your service, improve your service and do all the things that you want to do and it's okay to abandon tech yes. and, and move to something as as you grow um, and as your clients' demands and needs change. Because that's really where what drove most of um, the decision behind the portal uh, was not the subscription piece. It was what our clients were asking for. 
right? They wanted more time. They wanted more access. They wanted things in, you know, easier to find and in one place and all that stuff. Um, and so that's really what sent us off on the journey to look for a new solution. And, um, you know, and then it just happened that it made sense to do this in addition to hiring all the coaches and scaling to a subscription model. So we did all the things at one time, which made this year very interesting. Uh, but, you know, we're over the finish line now. And now it's just letting the system work for us now. Well, and you brought up another key point that you probably didn't even realize, but is that when you have open communication with your clients and you have clients that have that trust you and they feel comfortable with you, they will share things that they are in need of. Yep. It makes it much easier for you to not only create an offer for your subscription, but then to continue to offer them other um, iterations within your business of things that you can help them with yeah and support them with and i think that a lot of times i just had this <laughs> there's somebody i follow on youtube and i just saw this and i was like oh, don't do that um and they had created an online course and it was this online course that was just like how to hold an event and and like you could tell she was struggling one to sell it two to get people interested and i was like don't create things before you know people want them and I think that you've done such a remarkable job of not only creating that initial offer for people to come in like as they're struggling in their career, but talk about some of the other iterations that have evolved from clients going through that initial phase with you. Yeah. I mean, we've had, you know, when mid to senior leaders come in and they're like, okay, I hate what I'm doing. I don't know what I want to do next. I mean, that's really the question we help people solve. And as often times as not, they are, you know, embarking onto an entrepreneurial journey. And so that's so much fun because once you go through the work and find this is really what I want to do. So it's not for everyone or the faint of heart. I think we all that are in the in the soup know that. Um, but the cool things that happen, like I've got one client who is um, is starting a reality TV show uh, for Jen. Um, for Gen Xers, no Gen Zers, sorry, um, to solve climate change issues, right? So her first season is water. And so she's doing amazing things in terms of starting something from scratch and being able to do that. You know, another one of my clients is, you know, she's focused on, um, you know, self-defense and self-protection for women and taking that to virtual reality and moving that into training trainers instead of doing it all herself. And so, you know, when you've got clients that are through this or other clients who just want to stay in corporate, not just, but choose to stay in corporate, but now they have a new job. They haven't had a new job in 10 years. So now new company, new paradigm, new everything. So as these opportunities and decisions are made, then we're in pole position to really support them in that next step of their journey. And then once they achieve what they need to there, then we'll be there for the next challenge or the next opportunity. And um, so I think thinking and, and this is something that you taught me earlier. Uh, I didn't listen right away, wish I had, right? But is to really think about the holistic journey of your client and what's next. And always thinking about what's next instead of having that point solution and then that's it. Knowing this naturally leads to this, which naturally leads to that. And then over time, building the capabilities and the competency to be able to serve your customers who already know, like, and trust you or know, love, and trust you at this point um, in a different way. Right. And I think a, a key point around that is 
the results piece is that they start with one piece and then they start to see results and then they're like then it prepares them for the next piece but you're already ready mm -hmm. to meet them there because you know what's coming they don't know what's coming and you don't want to get too ahead of yourself because it kind of freaks them out a little bit sometimes but, too much is too much right so yes. yes but then they're so appreciative and they feel like you've hung the moon even higher because you're ready like you've you've already set up and established in your own business in your own brain like this is what's coming next and then after that you don't need to know about this yet but this is what's next after that yeah and we got you covered and i think that there's so many people spend i was talking about the 97 percent. it's my favorite quote ever yeah. i think i talk about it constantly you're probably sick of hearing about it but is that we have so many people that spend all of their time all of their energy all of their money on chasing new leads and i'm not saying I mean, you should definitely be bringing new leads into your business, mm -hmm. but when 97% of those people aren't ready to buy, or they're going to buy a really low ticket offer, you have the, such a huge potential in that 97% to increase your revenue, your inversions, your profits and everything else by just focusing on the people that are already in your funnel and providing them with the solutions because you've thought through that entire customer journey. So, um, yes, I love the 97%. I'm a little obsessed with it. Um, you have some, something exciting happening in, uh, well, we are recording the very last week in November and I think it's the second week of January. It yeah. is. Um, yes. So uh, tell us a little bit about what's coming in your world. Yes. Yeah, so there is uh, my first book coming out, uh, the week of January 15th. It's called escaping the career trap, transform your apathy into ambition and never hate Mondays again. Uh, it has been like delivering a 10 pound baby, quite frankly. Um, and for any of us who have more than one child, it's like, you know, the pain and anguish of the first one has to wear off quite a bit before you're ready to sign up for that again. So it may be my only book at this point. Um, but it really is designed for corporate leaders um, and entrepreneurs who just feel stuck in that soul crushing grind. And either your career no longer serves you or you've fallen out of love with your business and, and gives people the, you know, the, the guidebook on exactly how to really have that thriving career on your terms, becoming that CEO of your career and starting to really treat your career as a business. And when you start to do that, everything changes. And so I'm really excited about having the book that's going to be launching mid-January um, and all the other things that go along with it. So it is um, something that's been on my list for pretty much since I started the company. You know, everyone wants to write a book. And, uh, and it was funny. I had a really good advisor in my early days. And I was excited about this book idea. We were doing some, you know, next year's strategy planning. And he said, Tammy, without revenue, you don't have a company. So how about you focus on your revenue? And then when you get that to where you want, then you can write a book. And so um, so this year was the year. And uh, so I'm really excited to be able to bring this in a way that's able to serve people um, in a more broad way and become much more um, reachable to, to more people. I love that. And I think it's so important, especially for people that have their own business, because one of the misnomers about having your own business is that you have this one role well, you don't, you, you're the marketer or the salesperson, you're the HR person, you're the accountant, you're <laughs> until you can hire people to do those things. But unless you step into that role as CEO, you'll never hire those people. That's right. So um, I, yeah, I highly recommend, I haven't even read it yet, but I, I can, I already, <laughs> you know, it's all the good stuff I talk about, right? Um, well, and I think also with entrepreneurs, there's this, this misperception that they're all happy 
there's a lot of stressed out coaches, entrepreneurs of every kind, right, out there, um, either on the struggle bus trying to make it um, or on the other side, which is another area that I coach um, entrepreneurs in and where they're a victim of their own success, yeah. right, where their business has gone faster than they're able to keep up with it. And now they no longer love it. Uh, because they're feeling the weight of everything on their shoulders. And how do you get out of that and continue to grow and thrive? And really, I think what it's about, the whole thing for me is about helping people get to a point where what you do for a living energizes you and you makes you feel fulfilled and you're making the impact that you want. um, However you define it, not how someone defines it for you. And, uh, and that's what the book is about. Well, I'm excited to read it and I'm excited for it to come out. And I know it has been a passion project for sure. So it has congratulations on that thank you <laughs> and um anything else that you would like to share with the audience about you know business growth and you know challenges and things like that that you have found really important in your growth as you as a as, as a business yeah i think you know as a corporate leader and as a, a business owner um I think the the most important thing we should be doing consistently is really checking in with ourselves and making sure that the definition of success that we have in our minds still counts and is still where we want to go. I think so many times we set the course and we are just damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead, we're going. And then we don't pick our heads up to realize it's like, are we running the are we running the right race? Like, do we still want to do this? And um, because I change my goals regularly. I have the attention span of a five-year-old, so it's no surprise. But, um, you know, so so to check in with what you really want, why you really want it, and what success looks like. Because when you do that constant check-in, then you know you're always heading in the right direction. You've got the right North Star. And I think a lot of us are running fast, running hard, and not taking the time to stop and say, is this still what I really want? And when you do that and you can adjust then you're not going to wake up one day and find yourself out of fulfillment. You're always going to stay in alignment because then you can make the smaller pivots to stay on course instead of, oh, I went way to the right. And now I got to, you know, now it's a whole effort to try and get back to where my new goals are. So check in, make sure, you know, it's okay to change your mind. Uh, If you make the rules, you can change the rules and, uh, you know, and stay true to what you want for yourself at the moment. Yeah. And it can be that one shift that just, um, what am I trying to say? Expedite your growth. Yeah, just blows it open, right? So and you didn't realize that that was the one little thing. That one thing is what you needed to do to make things really change and um, get you to not only where you're happier, but get your business to where. Yeah, I'm working a lot less. Company's growing like crazy, and you know it's the best of all the worlds right now. So it's great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I will link in the show notes, not only all of the places that you can connect with Tammy, but also uh, the link to where you can, um, can we do a pre-order of the book? Like, um, nope, we're not doing pre-orders. We're keeping it simple. <laughs> well, then we will add the link to where you can buy <laughs> it. Because I think when this episode goes live, the book you'll be able to buy it. Yeah, it's a really, I think it's release week. So we should be in great shape to be able to get your hands on the book. Okay. So thanks again for being here. Thank you. Appreciate you. And we'll keep keep up with you and on the onlines. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks again for the invite. Did you miss something in the show today? Didn't have time to take notes listening on the go? No worry. I've taken notes for you. 
you can head on over to dtcgrowthclub.com forward slash podcast, and there will be links and a description to today's episode. In the meantime, take care, stay well, and I'll see you soon.